0: This week, we conclude our two-part series on the recent elections in Pennsylvania and how voter perception has shaped the creation of election law.
1: Drop boxes, satellite offices, go look in the the election code. There's two places. There's Title 25 and then there's election code in 1937. There's no mention of ballot drop boxes or satellite offices, but they did it. Department of State, again, did guidance to create ballot drop boxes. There weren't ballot drop boxes in the 2019, or the 2020 primary election. So in the summer, between the 2020 primary election and the 2020 general election, the Department of State decides we need drop boxes. We're dropping these drop boxes in. This was litigated
2: and the department of state started the whole
1: drop box thing and then the supreme court approved it correct so let's go through let's go through the cases right so naacp v bookvard following in commonwealth court the court case questioned a number of subjects that are all part of act 12. remember act 12 happened after the 2020 primary election and again these left-leaning democrat support groups are saying we didn't get what we want in policy so we're gonna go to the courts and have them do it and act the 12 co- was that like the administrative fixes to act 7
2: Yeah, some administrative fixes okay. yeah
1: yeah it, nothing nothing too major just people had some concerns counties and voters had some concerns and we went back to try to fix some of it but again democrats didn't get everything they wanted so naacp v book bar alleged that they could reenact part of the 2020 general election, the court focused on ensuring sufficient number of polling places, mailing notice of changes in polling places, early voting for the general election, increased access to mail-by-vote, basically sending in a mail-in application to all registered voters, allowing the use of drop boxes, providing an opportunity to cure signature mismatches, and requiring polling places to use hand-marked paper ballots for the 2020 election. House and Senate parties we granted intervention, preliminary injunction relief was denied. Preliminary objections were granted, including the demure for the Speaker and the majority uh, leader of the House. A notice of appeal to the Supreme Court was filed, and then the case was discontinued uh, because they had the court cases uh, at the local level to continue to allow these drop boxes that were a creation of the Department of State. Now, these drop boxes, when you look at them and you look at the guidance, uh, really questionable in security features. Really, you could set them up wherever. They had mobile ones. They had mobile drop boxes. I remember Al Schmidt, county commissioner from Philadelphia, and in Philadelphia, the county commissioners are in charge of elections, walking around with just grabbing ballots from people. Uh, Delaware County had like 55. They had an old ice cream trump where they had a mobile drop box. They rented a van and went around. And they even extended it where you could register to vote, register for a mail-in ballot, receive your mail-in ballot, vote your mail-in ballot, and hand it in simultaneously. Hmm. One-stop shop. Where's the verification? Mm -hmm. Just on the voter registration. We're going to hand you a ballot even though we're not going to verify your identity. This is what happened in the 2020 election. So a 16-year-old could come up to this weird ice cream truck looking thing,
2: say, I want to apply to vote, and then they'll give them a ballot the same day, turn it in, and then nobody knows what happened to us. Now,
1: we learned through our hearings these were called invalidated ballots, and at some point they were supposed to go back and validate them. I don't know if every county did that.
0: How are you going to do that if you can't check signatures, can't check dates,
1: can't confirm anything on it anyway? So this is, this is what, what happened. What do we later find out about drop boxes? I, I think it's the, the suspicion we, we all know. There's ballot harvesting that occurred and there was illegal votes. Let me tell you, the election law is settled and is very clear. You cannot hand in more than one ballot. I can't go in person and say, hey, my wife's at home, I'd like to vote for her today doesn't work like that in person. It shouldn't work like that for mail-in voting or absentee voting. Unless you're Tom Wolfe. Unless you're Tom Wolfe and his wife. But we found that out. You know, Jim Martin, the um, district attorney up in Lehigh County, they actually looked at the video of the 2021 general election and found, you know, thousands of people making illegal votes. It's not to say that they were handing in fraudulent votes. They are handing in, in even a legitimate voter. If you hand in husband and wife, you know it happens every day I tell it it happens every day in America right hey honey can you go drop this off I you know I know you're stopping at the grocery store you know the dry cleaners can you take my dry cleaner drop it off sure absolutely you can't do that for voting it's illegal that second vote is supposed to be sequestered set aside and voided it's an illegal vote so we had thousands of illegal votes that happened in 2020 because people didn't know mm-hmm. And in the administration they do all of this they want all this money to educate voters But they never tell them about the security features and what is legal and illegal. And this is how the Democrats want to operate our elections. This is this is their policy. If the Democrat policy for elections were our banking system. So we have Democrat Party Bank, right? Hi, I'm Seth Grove. I would like to withdraw all the money in my account. Sure. Here's all the money in your account. Oh, was that really Seth Grove? Oh, it wasn't. So all the money is gone. You're now bankrupt. That's what they want to do. Here's what we want to do. It's really easy. Hi, I'm Seth Grove. I would like to pull all the money out of my account.
0: Can I see an ID?
1: Ooh, can we validate that you are actually a legal voter before we give you all of our money in the banking system? It's it's that easy. It's that easy. Yes, here it is. Oh, hey, Seth Grove, you are Seth Grove. Everything matches up. Here's all the money out of your bank account. Have a great day. And you know what? If I'm not Seth Grove, hey, we're going to arrest you for attempted theft attempted theft, not actually occurring so they want all these illegal votes in the system they're more than happy to go convict people afterwards even if there's a conviction that's all drop boxes so how are drop boxes funded in these democrat counties because a lot of republican areas really didn't do drop boxes you know york had like one at the courthouse (laughs) delaware county democratic registration plurality Philadelphia, Chester, all these big Democrat counties had lots of drop boxes.
0: Lots of help from people with interesting names. Hmm.
1: You know, Allegheny is interesting because they had a boatload of drop boxes in the 2020 general election. Do you know how many drop boxes they operate in the 2021 election cycle? Zero. Why? They didn't have money. We can't afford it. Where did they get their money? Zuck Bucks. It was all, it was all for, right, it was all for PPE. And they may have, like, I I, I don't know the conversations. There is a great need during COVID to help prepare elections all across the United States and help them buy PPE and stuff to protect people and and, and election workers, whole nine yards. I don't know what that conversation was. I don't know it was. Hey, we're gonna dump a boatload of money in democratic counties so Joe Biden wins and Trump loses. I don't know that conversation. So we have Zuckbucks, millions. So let's let's look about the career for tech and civic light election grants provided in Pennsylvania counties in 2020. Um, let's look at grant dollars received by county per registered voter. Uh, Philadelphia, over nine dollars, nine dollars per registered voter. If you spend over nine dollars per registered voter in a campaign most are down like two or three bucks like it's not i'm anxious to see the breakdown of this election cycle with governor and u.s senate like it's gonna be a phenomenal spend number i don't think they're gonna hit nine bucks center county blue county eight and nine chester county around eight delaware county 55 drop boxes mobile drop boxes six yeah six dollars per voter lehigh blue county four Dauphin county blue county Round three, Allegheny County, Blue County.
2: uh also around three as well as Montgomery County, which is right below it. Montgomery County, Blue County. So the top, let's see here, top eight counties who received the most amount of money from Zuckerbucks in the 2020 general election were all heavy blue counties, heavy blue counties, and the only one there's only one other county that's missing from there. That's Monroe County, and they're at. Uh, they're in 12th place so there's only York Lancaster and Berks County uh, that separates Monroe County from being at the top
1: and it's it's a boatload and when you look at Republican County and and remember Philadelphia has a lot of voters Chester Delaware Montgomery Allegheny those are big counties Mm -hmm. those are the most populous counties in the Commonwealth so when you talk about spending over nine dollars per registered voter in the largest political subdivision we have that's a lot of money. Um, Philadelphia, because of this, the Zucker box, doubled, 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 doubled their election administration. So they could wow. go out and basically, basically this money turned these election offices into voter turnout offices. And the question is, is that the job of government to do voter turnout or is their job to administer elections? Now, a lot of these counties did buy equipment, like Philadelphia bought some equipment and stuff like that. So I, I, there was some, le- probably some legitimate expenses in there. But later we find out that through investigation by Broad and Liberty, that our good friend, Secretary Bookvar, former Secretary Bookvar, and the Wolf administration, directly someone who directly worked for Governor Wolf in Western Pennsylvania, manipulated that money to make sure that blue counties got those dollars first. And to date, the, after after public hearings, the Department of State has not refuted the fact that they helped blue counties, Delaware County, Philadelphia County, get dollars before the rest of the state. They did not notify all counties until later that this money was out. They knew about it. And they colluded with left-leaning dark money groups, Democrat dark money groups. They manipulated and worked with those groups to get money to these specific counties. Why? Do you think they cared about helping Republicans vote or Green Party can? I mean, they really didn't care about Green Party candidates voting because they tossed them off the ballot. Tossed them by Green Party candidate. So you see this manipulation just occurring. Maximize votes in these blue counties. Get dollars out there to help do the drop boxes. Unsecure drop boxes that allow illegal and ballot harvesting to occur. Do you see the buildup? And this all happened in public sight. It wasn't some nefarious thing. It was a build-up to manipulating through dollars, through court cases, through administration. And then we have non-uniform election systems. Remember, remember those court cases. The Supreme Court coming back. We do not agree that you should be able to cure. Pennsylvania Supreme Court. We disagree. The Democratic Party tried to get curing of ballots. What's curing of ballots? I screwed up my ballot. I put on the wrong date. I I forgot to put on a date. I I forgot to fill it out properly. I send it in. You can't count it. It's against election code. They want people to go in and cure. A lot of states allow this. We don't in Pennsylvania. What the Department of State do? Last minute email guidance. If people have messed up ballots um, that are going to get tossed, please let the political parties know so they can go vote on election day provincial ballot. It's not allowed.
0: Wasn't that also ad- advice given unequally to different counties?
1: Yeah, so
2: they, uh, the Department of State gave that guidance to some counties. Meanwhile, other counties, I believe York County was one of them, followed the law perfectly. And,
1: t- and we literally have counties that illegally cured ballots and others not. There was a lawsuit. A voter in Bucks County sued Montgomery County because Bucks County did not allow carrying a ballots, Montgomery County did. There is a constitutional provision, Article 7, Article 7, state constitution, elections. Uniformity of elections. Voter registration and administration of elections must be uniform, which means you as a voter should have the same treatment in your county as you do in every other aspects of this. If, If one is allowed to cure, they're all allowed to cure. If one cures and no one else, that's the problem. That is the problem. So we have the election. Final certified numbers. Joe Biden, Democrat, 3.4 million votes. President Trump, Republican, 3.3 million votes. Joe Jurgensen, Libertarian, 79,000 votes. Green Party candidate. Oh, wait, there is no Green Party candidate. Kicked Mm. off the ballot. Kicked off the ballot. So the gap between Joe Biden and Donald Trump was 80,555 votes. By the way, Donald Trump, the, the Trump campaign could have asked for a recount. They never did. I think they should have, but they never did. They don't ask us for legal advice. They had an entire legal strategy. And then I- even if I'm a Republican, like, no offense to the Libertarian Party. Libertarian Party, 79,000 votes. You know, if, if, I'm, if I'm the Republican Party and I know the Democrats just removed the Green Party, I'm filing the exact same lawsuit for the exact same reason and try to kick off the Libertarian Party. at 79,000 votes. No offense to Libertarian Party. But if I'm the Republican Party, I got to counteract what the Democrats do. So if there is no Libertarian Party, you're now dead even, dead even. That brings in the entire mismanagement of the election, right? Everything that occurred is now more legitimized with a dead even tie. But let's look at the impact of throwing off the Green Party candidate. So there is Green Party candidate for attorney general, treasurer, and Auditor General. The Democrats did not throw off the Green Party candidate for any of those. And, and I don't know the administrative background. I don't know when these candidates sent in their candidate affidavit. I don't know if they did the exact same thing as the presidential Green Party candidate that they faxed in their stuff. Because again, there's nobody in the Department of State, so I don't know timing wise getting it in and stuff. I don't know if they went through the same process. But the Green Party candidate for treasurer got 81,984 votes. Green Party treasurer, or Green Party candidate for auditor general got seventy thousand five hundred eighty-eight votes. Green Party candidate for, for attorney general got 70,804 votes. That is within victory for President Trump. Easy Weasel in victory. Easy, yeah. easy. Something that a
2: simple recount could have turned the election Striking distance.
1: No. Yep. Striking distance. But so, also
0: illustrates the importance of no straight party voting on the ballot.
1: Right, because you, you do have Republicans winning two of these row officer seats statewide, and then you have um, two losses for a Republican at the presidential and uh, auditor. But Attorney General is really interesting because Josh Shapiro actually got more votes than anybody else. But he was also up against a candidate that didn't really have any money, didn't campaign. Like Heather Heidelbaugh was the Republican candidate. I really don't remember seeing Heidel, Heidel, Heather Heidelbaugh yeah. anything. TV ads the whole nine yards. So I'd be a little worried if I'm Josh running for governor moving forward because of that. But again, you know, I, I look at that. So let's let's recap. You have collusion between the Department of State, the executive branch, and the judicial branch to change how elections operated in the Commonwealth. You have a non-uniform election process. Some counties did things, other counties didn't do. After the Supreme Court saying you can't do that, but nobody seemed to care about that. Mm-hmm. You have removing uh, tactically the Democrats removing the Green Party candidate. You have these new unsecured drop boxes and satellite offices with no real rules. There's no no governance on them outside of some Department of State guidance, but counties could do whatever they want. Maximize vote. You have millions of dollars flowing into Democrat counties to maximize Democrat votes in those areas. Get out the vote. That's where we're at. And and you can see it all build, stemming from 2015 on up. When you just take back and and look at it, what else happened? There there's some some other stuff that happened. Trump lost his traditional um, his his coalition that gave him the 2016. He lost out on some of that. So Tony Fabrizio president trump's 2020 campaign pollster he looked at 10 states that voted for president trump in 2016 and then he looked at five states that voted out of those 10 five voted for president trump in 2020 five states voted for biden in 2020. so the, the five states that voted for president trump in 2020 florida iowa north carolina ohio and texas five states that voted for president Biden in 2020 arizona georgia michigan pennsylvania and washington it's a sample size of seventy-five thousand one hundred sixty-eight. You can look at this from Politico.com. If you go to Politico.com and you pull up, uh, just do a um, search under Tony Fabrizio uh, 2020 campaign data. They did some exit polling. I'm just going to read you kind of the outcomes of that exit polling, which Tony Fabrizio was telling the Trump administration or campaign from the summer up until the fall, General. There were more GOP votes in 2020 than 2016. Independent swung against Trump. There is GOP leakage in flip states, which means while there are more Republicans that voted for Trump, more Republicans decided to vote against Trump or did not vote for Trump. So they either held their vote or voted for somebody else on the ballot. Again, libertarian candidate.
2: And I even saw that, too, in very heavily red areas, such as Hanover. Um, I was actually working on the Trump campaign in Hanover during this time. And a lot of the people you know that I went up, door knocks. They said, I voted for Trump in 2016, but now I'm voting for Joe Jorgensen or I'm voting for Joe Biden. And I saw that a lot more than I saw it the other way around.
1: So what is the greatest voter erosion and gains for Trump? So the greatest erosion, people that voted for Trump last time and didn't vote for him this time. White men aged eighteen to twenty-nine, and sixty-five and older. So he lost the seniors, and he lost the I would say college age to early working age white men. Greatest gain: Hispanic voters. We're continuing to see that trend. It was an important coalition that Trump, President Trump, and Republican mm-hmm. Party focused on. So greatest gain was Hispanic voters. Greatest loss: educated voters. That is suburbia pennsylvania so when i talk about those big collar counties around philadelphia bucks county montgomery county delaware county they are highly educated individuals in those areas and you can pull all the census data you want they're highly educated they and and it's really sad they just basically said i'm tired of trump's tweets and all the the stuff and i'm going some in another direction um you know i would tell people you know, President of the United States isn't sitting around your dining room table. Like, they, I think generally they liked his policies, they just didn't like the PR stuff. Mm-hmm. 65 and older, COVID. That group was scared to death of COVID. Pennsylvania has high, one of the highest senior populations in the entire country. It could be as high as one to third, depending on time of season, because we do have a lot of snowbirds that'll go hit Arizona and Florida. His handling of COVID kind of helped that. New voters. Voters who didn't vote in 2016 but voted in 2020 were one in six voters broke markedly for Biden. Candidate image. Biden was underwater in flip states and held states. Trump was underwater in flip states and innate positive in held states.
2: Can you explain a little bit about what that actually means? So
1: so um, so voters over 65 shifted away from President Trump in the states that flipped but largely stuck by his sides in the stage in the states that he held. So in those Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, those states, those voters over 65 were very scared of COVID and decided to go in a different direction than what where Trump was at. White voters with college degrees were a huge loss for the president, while those without college degrees stayed in POTUS's column by a larger margin in states he held than those that flipped. So the states that flipped, like Pennsylvania, he lost white voters with college degrees. Again, they didn't like how he handled stuff. Trustworthy. Voters didn't find either candidate trustworthy.
2: Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise.
1: I mean, it's, vote for the devil you like is usually the... the but Biden held a double-digit advantage in flip states. So voters in those flip states found Biden more trustworthy... President Trump. Hey, listen, he's a bunker candidate. I mean, he no. really didn't say anything, didn't do anything. He's just, I'm not Trump. I'm not Trump. Kind of like what Trump did with Hillary. I'm not Hillary. It was the exact same yeah, thing. People yeah. hated Hillary. So adding that up, you can kind of see how how everything how everything broke. And you can see extensive polling data. I urge you to go look at Fabrizio and Lee is the firm that did this. Fabrizio was Trump's um, pollster in 2020. Politico.com And you can look at the breakdowns. And that impacted Pennsylvania. And there, there was other stuff like um, Trump was very mean to John McCain. Arizona went against Trump. Was there an impact there? Um, Trump not going to. That hurt him huge with veterans. Right. Uh, Trump not going down to John Lewis's funeral in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Even though the family said, I don't want you still you still you still got to play that up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and show some civility in that kind of stuff. Did that, and how did that impact Georgia? So there, there was some stuff that people are looking back now that, that uh, may have smoothed some stuff out. Um, you know, there, there's a point where Trump kind of removed his mask after having COVID. What was the implication at that at that time? Um, so it, it's just interesting. But looking back at everything that transpired, everything happened in public light. All the data is there. And you can you can see the breakdown of, of people, even York, in York County. York's a heavy Republican county. There are more people that voted in 2020 in York County than in 2016. And he still did not pick up that large of plurality mm-hmm. in York County, particularly in those kind of high areas of high income, high kind of degree individuals. That is the Pennsylvania story. And again, when you go back to the mail-in voting, because a system was set up in place, there, there's there's no there's no no one can ever estimate how many illegal or fraudulent votes went through that system. It's not auditable. The entire system is not auditable. You need to rework it. You need a hard list of who actually is registered to vote in an election and then who actually voted. That's the base point. We don't have that in Pennsylvania because there's no security checks on those drop boxes. You can't, you can't really go in and say these were the fraudulent illegal votes. You, you can't do any of that stuff. And once a ballot's in, you can't pull it back out. It's in there. You can't pull it out. It, it could be a Biden. It could be a, 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 a Trump ballot. You can't pull it out once it's in. And that's why the Democrats want those ballots in there. They don't want to stop them beforehand because they know they, they just want all those illegal votes counted.
2: Because once you pull all the money out of the bank... <laughs>
1: It's pretty hard to track them down to find it. Correct. You never, your recovery of stolen, and we found that out. We did a huge podcast yeah. on unemployment. You know, all that fraudulent money, you're going to get pennies on the dollar in recovery. And that's the entire problem with the election system. You need the proper internal controls to ensure the sanctity of the vote. And that's what we've been trying to get done in the House of Representatives and in the Senate. Republicans, we believe in those internal controls. We believe that every legal voter should be allowed to vote every single time. But we want to make sure we have the right checks in place that make sure there's not illegal or fraudulent votes entered into the system. Because as we saw in Lee County, it thousands. Thousands. And that is Democrat policy across the board. Democrats, we'll catch them
2: later. Republicans, we don't want it to happen to begin with. If everybody carries a gun, there's going to be less
1: murders. And it's but, Yeah, That shows. A yeah. uh, high concentration of legal, law-abiding citizens with guns, lower. Yeah, but
2: Democrats, we'll just catch the killers later.
1: Right. Doesn't matter. I'm already all right. dead. in Philadelphia they actually don't actually catch yeah. the murders. A lot of lot of cold cases. And that, that's that's where we're going. I mean, with, with, with our report and our work the, the state house uh the, the, the state government committee in the house has done, we wanted to probe all those internal controls. That's why we had comprehensive reforms to fix it step by step. Yes, you should validate voter registration applications before they're entered on the voting rolls. That's step one. That's in the bill. That's what we discovered. That's what's not happening today. Uh, we want to make sure everything's secure. Drop boxes actually have people there watching them to say, I'm sorry, that's you can't hand in more than two. And you set it aside so you don't spoil the entire container. Mm-hmm. So these are the things we want to put into place to make sure we have secure elections. But they're f- completely and fully accessible for every single legal voter. You know, I mean, God bless Jim Martin. He's putting county detectives at his polling places because the Lehigh County's election board refused to do it. Your county, you know, you have to hand in your ballot at the election office. Doing away with drop boxes.
2: And you're seeing this with Jim Martin too, where mm-hmm. he would have loved to prosecute those people or at least find out who it was that were dropping off more than one
1: ballot, but it was during COVID. Everybody's wearing a mask. So you know, we we have a we have a lot of work to do in our election code, and we're we're bent on doing it. And listen. And I say this how many times. I told Governor Wolf and I told the administration the best deal they're going to get on election reform is House Bill 1300. That's the best deal they're going to get. They can whine about it all they want, but all the problems we're seeing today would have been fixed had that been in place. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. Every single one. We would have trust. We would have efficient uh, election administration. We would have had a better timeline. We would have had money for counties. Everything, everything I hear that's a problem in our elections today stems from one man not reading a bill and not wanting uh, to work with the General Assembly on fixing our election systems. This has been Grove Unleashed. Tune in for more content at repgrove.com slash (laughs) podcast.